Hi, I'm Elizabeth, owner and creative director at Social Static. I use my background in national brand marketing to coach businesses on the leading tools and tactics to increase visibility, grow their audiences, and generate more sales. This week on the Social Static Podcast, we're going to be talking about the power of collaboration. Hey, welcome to the Social Static Podcast. I'm Elizabeth, owner of Social Static, Adirondack 46er, and micro-influencer. On this episode today, we're going to be talking about brand collaboration, how to foster those relationships, and how to provide value so that you can get free shit. I'm excited to welcome Mike, owner of GTS Clothing, to today's podcast. He started the brand right after college, and in the process of launching the brand, he created a fully functioning manufacturing facility. It services small businesses and aspiring brands from start to finish, all within the United States. So he offers great insight onto the brand side for collaborations and with business operations. So welcome. thank you for having me. (laughs) You are so welcome. Um, So as the first epi, we're super excited. Very first epi. um, We'll have to go into the background of how Mike and I met. Um, and this has been a, a relationship that's been been fostering for about two years, um, and now it's been a little bit different than how it originally started. So, getting into that, so on the micro influencer side, um, on my Instagram and, and social media presence, Mike and I met. Uh, I had reached out for a trip that I was going to be going on, um, and said, "Hey, do you want to collaborate? I'd love to. You know, I love your brand. I love your clothes. I'd love to wear them when I go to Arizona. Take sweet pics." send them over to you so you can use them in your marketing materials. So that's kind of how it started, right? Yeah, and it worked. It worked. Uh, you were local. You were local, mm-hmm. so when you reached out, you know, you stood out because we do get a lot of uh, people reaching out, even though, like, GTS is a small brand. You know, a lot of people do right. reach out. So so there was that common uh, that common ground that uh, you were local, so I feel like it's a, very, uh, yeah. it's a very good thing to use. Well, and I should preface, too, is GTS clothing is completely e-commerce, so there's no brick and mortar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do sell to about you know six or seven retail stores, like independent mm-hmm. boutiques. But yeah, all all e-commerce, all. So you're uh, getting people consumer. from all over the country, and your Instagram really has. I mean, the presence has completely grown and blown up, and I feel like you're truly one of those. I, I don't know, just brands that are crushing it on Insta. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I would say, you know, pretty much organically. Is kind of how I want to um, explain it because it's mm-hmm. not like we invested a ton of money for like online advertising to drive people to Instagram and things like that. So it really comes down to collaborating, you know, working with influencers yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a point in time with our Instagram account that we could not, we could not even like pretty much like pay people to regram in our clothing. Right. We, we just couldn't get it. We just yeah. could, we couldn't do it. We kept telling people we'd give away, we'd give away free products, just regram and tag mm-hmm. a picture. Didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, it slowly started clicking. And then obviously then from there, it opened up doors to start collaborating right. with people. And in the influencer marketing space, I feel like that's really taken off in the last two years and people started to understand, wow, I can get in touch with this brand and, and, and get a regram from them and, and have my photo on their feed and that, that, you know, people feel like a celebrity yeah, in a sense. So. Yeah, totally. And I think that one of the first things and the most attractive things when uh, when you're when you are a brand and you're approached is that when you see somebody who is already wearing your product and already invested in your brand and they're reaching out to do collaborations, it already sticks out. It already sticks out, and because we we will believe that you know it's a direct 
representation of, of, of what our brand is. Right, absolutely. And I personally feel just from the social static side of things of realizing whether it's uh, it's influencer to brand or even B2B is that collaborations truly is how to grow. Like that is one of the best tools that people just don't tap into for whatever reason. Um, you know, they may take a little bit of work, a little bit of creating a relationship with another brand or another business. Um, but if you guys come together with both audiences, it's amazing how two like-minded, it, it can really just grow exponentially from like, you know, showing your following to them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so. and it really, I mean, the bare, bare bones of it, whether it's online, in person, whatever it might be, um, it's always a matter of connecting with the people, mm-hmm. you know, in order to grow and you need to be able to connect. And so the more like or the more, yeah, the more like minded uh, the people you are collaborating with are and their followers are, the more naturally it's going to happen versus because I think that we have um, actually worked with some influencers, say, or I guess collaborators, you know, and where they weren't necessarily uh, our exact demographic. And it was definitely an uphill battle and struggle to actually have it be effective for us. You know, so it kind of goes back to what I was saying, where the more like-minded and the more representation it is of your brand, the more natural it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So in your opinion, so why is it beneficial for, for somebody reaching out and saying, I want free clothing, blah, blah, blah. I want, you know, you're giving away products, which obviously is time and money and materials and whatnot on your end. So what benefit are you getting out of or what benefit are you looking for when people reach out to you? Um, what is that for you personally? Yeah, and it's kind of changed um, over the last couple of years because um, when we first started working together and what brought us together when we were collaborating, um, you know, was, was sending you products and then right. getting content back and having you post. And then therefore it, uh, it brought more following to us. Um, and there wasn't a lot of people who were doing that back then compared to today, compared Absolutely. to today. So it's kind of changed where then over, we found that over the last couple of years, we started working with people and we found some to be not effective for us. Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of take a breath step back and kind of evaluate our process of who we're working with and how do we even evaluate because it's such a new it's such a it's new in such a new space yeah, and how do space. you know yeah exactly how what you track that, that roi yeah. all that type of stuff so we had to take a step back and kind of see so what we started doing was we would first off obviously vet them out you know make sure that you know they are right aesthetically pleasing is it the same style is it the same voice representation of our brand and what we do is we start off by sending them product and obviously a product for us we make it it's at cost so by sending it at cost it's it's a an expense that is okay to risk say so we send it to them and we ask them for a handful of pictures in return and two posts so in that way we get to see what type of content we're getting back from them. And then along with that, we can see the types of engagement and reaction, you know, we get from when they post. Mm -hmm. And then from there, what we're able to do is then further evaluate whether, you know, what is, what is the value we're going to be getting from them? Sometimes some people they post and we don't get much engagement from it, which is okay. 
but then that means that they're giving us really good high quality content in as far as like images right and that to us is is value so we've we've worked with some people where where they do post for us but as part of our collaboration the big value for us is getting the images back we have other people their images are not you know not necessarily what we're looking for but but, but their engagement's but high we get engagement yeah. from it so it all it's a depends. good mix of both. And if we don't get both, well, then we don't necessarily move to the next steps. Right. So how, um, obviously, you're getting a ton of emails like this daily. You're getting DMs. I can say my personal opinion on it and how I've fostered those relationships of reaching out. Um, but I'm very curious on your end, you know, when you're getting those direct messages, you know, what is a, what is your initial reaction or appealing to those people um, that you will move forward with? Um, are you more likely to respond to an email or a direct message? Or what is the messaging that they're telling you that that is appealing? Yeah, I mean, I think like, I think it's like anything else, you're selling, you know, so you're in a way, you're in a way you're selling yourself. So I would say if we don't necessarily respond right away through an Instagram message, maybe it's it's a comment maybe then it's right. an email and so on and if it's what we're looking for we'll eventually we'll eventually connect right we'll eventually absolutely connect. but the first thing we do is we'll we'll obviously sit there and take a look at you know their profile does it align with you know what 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 basically we're looking for right absolutely and i've had um certain individuals reach out to me just about you know how do we create those relationships with big brands whether small brands even local brands like you guys and and then even ll bean and all these other national brands um how do we reach out to those to those people so i always say is start first off follow them engage with them write comments like their photos i would even show interest in their product like 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 a like general buy, interest if you yeah. really want to build a relationship and stick and the biggest thing is sticking out you got to stick out from others because there's so many now gosh if we see somebody wearing our product already oh my gosh does it you're you already know, you're already in a whole different category yeah, yeah totally. and then it gets into you know sending a dm or sending an email i personally advised i think the best way of getting hold of brands and what i personally had work for myself is do the work is to find out who is that marketing director who is actually um making that yay or nay decision on influencers um, and bringing those people on so it might not be the same person who is running the instagram account so sending a direct message if they don't follow you well then it goes into it goes into a whole different category and they might not see it for a month yeah totally totally and I know you 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 touch you touch on this a lot, but it's it's literally bringing value. And mm-hmm. what you have to understand is that every brand might have might have a different form of the value that they need. Right. You know. So for us, maybe maybe uh, the last six months, our focus has been to grow our following. So how are we going to grow our following? We need people to be able to tag us, be able to bring. You and that's know, high engagement. High engagement. Yep. So that's the value that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, there might be another brand where it's like, you know, or we were in a different stage where we were like, oh, yeah, we really need high quality pictures right. and content. And that's the value we're looking for. So, you know, I think it's also it's almost like asking, like, what what can I do for you? Absolutely. What can I do for you? So once you find out the person to get a hold of and you, you've already done the back work of engaging with them, you, maybe you've bought some products or you already own some products and then you're finding the right person to contact with. Then when you're sending that pitch email, it really is a pitch email. You're, you're, you're basically selling your own personal brand um, and you're saying, how can I provide value for you um, so that they feel like, okay, you know, I feel comfortable with sending 
you know, X amount in products to you, um, or even maybe even paying. You know, there are some people who reach out and say, you know, I typically charge for this, and they and they the brand will say yes because they are selling themselves in their personal brand and they are providing enough value to where it's actually a number can be associated to it for like three hundred dollars or something like totally, that. Totally, totally, and I think that there's there's two there there's there's two sides to it where we've definitely been approached by people they're like here's my price and it was a scary price it was too risky of a price to know whether or not it would actually bring any type of value not just revenue back or followers or whatever it might be just whatever the value might be it was way too high and this is where i was saying we would have to sit there and find a way to test the waters but on the flip side of that We've worked with people and influencers where they would give us their dollar amount. Okay. Again, we eased into it, but we got there we, and we were paying them per post their dollar amount. They were bringing us so much value. We upped. We right. upped their pay. We upped their pay because we were all about building a relationship and we saw how valuable they were. We felt that they were more valuable than than what they even thought right absolutely and I've seen that happen with myself actually as well and the micro influencer side um, I have a very niche market on my personal um, Instagram account of just outdoors and, and getting outside and because of my becoming a 46er um, in the Adirondacks that really drew that following so when that's happened for me as well is that you I think that the best way of of creating a relationship with a brand that say you really, really want to work with, say it's GTS Clothing, you're reaching out, you're providing value, you do the pitch email, don't ask for money. I think that it makes sense, like you're reaching out, they're not reaching out to you. Um, I think that you should prove yourself and prove the value first and then continue the relationship and then if you feel you're providing so much value that you want to ask for payment at some point, they'll be, when you do ask for that, they'll be more than happy mm-hmm. if that's the case. Yep. Um, and I think that's the best way of approaching it instead of going out of the gate saying, I charge this X amount per post, but they don't know who you are. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. Yeah. it's all a matter of how you structure it and how that pitch email goes out um, and, and realizing that you need to provide value for them and then they'll also provide that value for you too. So, yeah. and that's truly the, the formula that I've worked with. And yeah. it's it seems seemingly have, has worked. Yeah, totally, so. totally. And going back to um, when you're talking about your account and like the outdoors and things like that, like what are some of the brands that you worked with mm-hmm. um, with your account like that? Yeah, so well, it's got to be like complimentary, right? To, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So obviously, you guys local. Um, I had heard about you through the group, actually through another forty six hours hiking with. Um, had told me about the brand. So that was really exciting um, when I got to work with you guys. Um, I also ended up creating relationships with um, L.L. Bean is probably the most well-known. Um, other small accounts, um, just kind of like Instagram accounts as well, whether it's Village and Wild or Mile High Clothing Co., um, Teton Sports out of Salt Lake City. Um, wow. And we've created great relationships where there are ups and downs where you know I might not post for the brand for for six months but then when I do come back I'm like hey I have a trip going on you know what's up you know how can I I help you what 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 campaigns do you have going on how can I assist with that campaign and I think that's the exact mentality you need and one the first thing is what you said you followed up you -hmm. followed up and then the second is that yeah you asked them like what what do you need Mm -hmm. what do you need and and that's it's what it comes down to like if if you are following up and you're asking what they need I bet you, I bet you, you're putting yourself in a situation where I bet you they will then pay you to be doing what you're right. doing. Right, absolutely, yeah. And uh, 
And when I go on these trips, so also just to follow up with really, really creating a solid foundation and a solid relationship with these brands because there are people behind them, right? So when I go on the trip, they've sent me some stuff. So, okay, so I go on a trip to Arizona. They've sent me some leggings, blah, blah, blah. They've sent me a tent, a sleeping bag, whatever that may be. When I go on that trip, not only am I following up right immediately after or while I'm on the trip at night, sending them over photos so they can use it, and maybe I'm doing an Instagram takeover, providing some value, I also... I might be, how many postcards have you gotten from me? I always try to send something as I, a thank you. We have, we have about three, four <laughs> postcards. I got about three things on my desk that Liz has sent me as like thank yous for leggings. We have a blanket yeah. over there yeah. that was from Utah. Yeah, no, that was Where an Arizona, was Arizona trip way back when. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of gifts. Yeah. But you're, all, you're very good at that. Yeah, but it's not even a matter of in the value of the gifts is even is, is pretty low it could just be a matter of a postcard you yeah. know oh just syrup saying, Thank we got, you. or syrup or yeah. what, did, what do we get the maple Every, something depending on where i go i look for something local and like native there so it could be like bumbleberry like blueberry like it depends yeah. on where i'm going <laughs> it was delicious. because then you can't find it out here so very unique. <laughs> yeah. So I think that also then solidifies the relationship and realizes, and then it gives them a, hey, I'm appreciative of that. Like, thank you for sending me all that stuff. And, and it's not an expectation. So, you know, there's some people who are like, I want to be an influencer. I want free stuff. Well, okay. Well, what are you providing? And also like, are you grateful and appreciative of that relationship? Like it, it's yeah. got to all come full yeah. circle. I think, I think, I mean, this is kind of a side note, but I think that, the influencers you see that are truly big um, and make a living from it, I feel it's all it, – it will seem glamorous in a way, but I feel like they work their asses off. Oh, absolutely. I've So I'm a micro-influencer in that sense because of the following is under probably – what did you just say? I mean, all ranges, but I would say up to 30,000 is about a micro-influencer. 30,000, 40,000 followers is around there. Yeah. You get up toward 50, 60, 100 – um, then you're really becoming a true influencer and you're probably getting paid per post for each of them instead of getting free product along with it. Um, so I've, I mean, as you know, I've traveled with, with true influencers of 160,000 followers and it is absolutely a lot of work. The shots need to be taken in particular ways. The brands are very specific of what they want, but they're also paying for that as well. Okay, let's close this out. Mike, what's your number one tip for brand collaboration? Mm. Stand out. I get 20 DMs every day of people that want to collaborate. What are you doing to stand out? I don't know what it takes, but you just need to stand out. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, mine is providing value. Anything that you're doing, any pitch, any DM, any email, whatever you're doing, no matter how you're contacting that brand or organization, you need to show the value that you're providing them and then you know, and then start that conversation and, and kick it off. So thanks, Mike, for taking the time and with your amazing insight. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. A lot of fun. On the first Social Static podcast. So you didn't take notes. Well, we did for you. So see the show notes in the description below and follow at Social Static on Instagram for more tools and tactics like this. <laughs>